Holistic Voice presents the Food Heals podcast with your hosts, Alison Melody and Susie Hardy. Join the Food Heals nation and learn the secrets to go from feeling unwell to healing yourself. Warning, side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, an increase in sexual activity, feelings of joy, cravings for kale and quinoa, and a spike in Tinder matches. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately. All right. Welcome, Food Heals Nation. Thanks for joining me. I'm Allison Melody. Today's guest has become a regular around here. She's certainly a fan, a favorite. I'm so excited to bring Katie Kremitzos back to the show. You've heard her story before, and today we're taking it to the next level. We're talking all things meditation and how to deal with the things in life that are stressing you out, how to sleep better how to manifest your desires. So much good stuff in this conversation. I'm so excited. So if you don't know Katie, she's been on multiple episodes of Food Heals. She's talked about healing herself of her asthma. She's talked about healing her daughter of her eczema. She's talked about meditation and why she created the Women's Meditation Network, which is just an amazing, amazing network of podcasts, which are all meditation. So whether it's meditation, for women, meditations for sleep, meditations for manifestation. Katie has your back and her goal is to help you relax, let go, be present, find gratitude, and ultimately help you connect to the most brilliant, vibrant parts of your soul that so often feel dimmed. And so I'm excited for our talk today. I hope you enjoy it. Also, If you want to hang out with us in person, us being Katie and I and a bunch of other Food Heals Nation listeners, we usually have um, Food Heals You members show up. That's the mastermind formerly called the Rise Mastermind. A bunch of us have gone to this event before. We will be in Orlando, Florida at PodFest, May 26th through 29th. There is VidFest, there is PodFest, and now they're talking about crypto too. You will learn so much, you will network. We have the best parties. And Katie's husband, Chris Kremitzos, is the founder of PodFest. And it's one of the conferences that I look forward to the most every single year. It was actually the amazing conference, the last thing I did before the world shut down in March of um, 20, what was it? 2020, right? I don't even know what year it is. In 2020, that's where I got to do my book signing. I hosted the karaoke. I spoke on stage. I had a panel, which included some of my clients that um, we came together to do a women in podcasting panel. I am doing another women in podcasting panel uh, this year, and uh, I would love to have you. We have so much fun, and we learn so much. So May 26th to 29th, and I do have a discount code for you. So everything is at podfestexpo.com. And then when you go to get your ticket, it's going to take you to an Eventbrite page. So it'll take you to Eventbrite and then you're going to put in the code FOODHEALS. Okay. That'll give you 20% off your ticket. Come hang out with me. Come hang out with Katie. I promise we will not let you down. We'll have a meetup. We'll have a blast. All right. So again, Podfest Expo, Orlando, Florida, May 26th to 29th. Okay. I'm so excited to share this conversation with Katie with you. Roll it, Roxy. The Food Heals Podcast starts now. All right, Food Heals Nation, please welcome Katie Kremitzos back to the show. Katie, I'm so excited to have you. Allie, I'm so excited to be here. 
I know you're such a regular now. Like you've been on the show so many times. We've covered so many amazing topics throughout the years. You are just one of my favorite people to talk to online and offline. <laughs> well, thank you. I I always consider it a, a true honor that I'm here. I am a fan. I'm a listener. I'm a believer in everything that you talk about. And I just love the idea that these conversations get to go to more and more people. Yeah, thank you. And I'm a super fan of yours. I fall asleep to your meditations on a regular basis. So very often, we're not even hanging out, but I feel like we're hanging out when I wake up or when I go to bed. So it's really, really nice. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So let's just start a little bit from the beginning because my regular listeners know and love you, Katie. However, we got some new peeps. They've been DMing me. Meditation is a hot topic. So give us a little background. Remind everyone who you are and what you do. Yeah. So uh, in this moment, snapshot of my life is that I am a 43-year-old mother of two. I have a six-year-old and a three-year-old. And I have been a podcaster since 2014. Back then, the podcast that I had was a business show. It was uh, called Biz Women Rock. And it was relatively popular and great and uh, very profitable and wonderful. And I helped coach businesswomen um, how to grow their companies very intentionally. I loved, loved, loved the work. And um, and it was magical and a beautiful teaching experience for me. And then in 2018, I got pregnant with our second daughter. And literally within an instant, I just knew that I didn't want that business anymore. (laughs) Uh, And that I wanted something different, that I wanted something that would give me both time freedom uh, so that I could be the mom that I really wanted to be, like have the flexibility of time and really truly gave me financial freedom um, to, to build out a business model and be able to do it fueled by kind of a passion and a love and intention, you know, flowing within that business that I could really impact millions. Um, So that's what I knew. Uh, Very, very long story short, uh, I I spent a lot of time, I spent a couple of months figuring out like, okay, well, what is this? If I don't want this anymore, what is this thing that I now want to build? And this idea of creating a meditation podcast for women kind of had snuck into my mind. And I spent a long time with my husband just brainstorming that out. What could this be? I don't know. I don't have meditation credentials. I've never, I've never taught meditation. I don't even know. I mean, I've been a student of meditation for a long time. I've been a practitioner of meditation since I was 18, 19 years old. So um, with an enormous amount of fear, imposter syndrome that I constantly had to sort of breathe out and let go of, I started the Women's Meditation Network back in 2018 uh, with the very first show called Meditation for Women. And since then, so we're about uh, three and a half, almost four years into it, I now have five podcasts. Just five. Just five. By the end of the year, <laughs> ideally 12 podcasts, all offering different types of guided meditations for women. So There is morning meditation for women, which is a daily show. There's sleep meditation for women, which Allie listens to to help her fall asleep. Um, Mm -hmm. There's sleep sounds, uh, which is just all the music and sounds uh, to help you fall asleep. There is water and nature sounds, which you can use for focus during the day, background noise, or to fall asleep, whatever you want. Um, And then there's the original. So my time is spent raising my girls and raising this business. (laughs) 
And, you know, I just want to say, because I've gotten the opportunity to watch you go on this journey, because, well, first of all, when I met you, I mean, thank God I got over my imposter syndrome to continue to follow up on a friendship with you, because um, this has led to me learning so much and having one of the closest friends. We've traveled to Italy together. We've had so many amazing moments together. You're one of the go-to people in my life, whether it's I'm going to listen to your meditation or I'm just going to text you and go, girl, this is going on. And you're like, I got you. <laughs> I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah. So we met um, at a podcasting conference, podcast movement. I don't remember what year. I'm going to say 2015 or 2016. Yeah. Um, and we met at the I think it was the podcast paradise party. Yeah. And the next day, and I and I was like, this is my girl. Like I knew it right away. I was like, we got this. Okay. But I didn't want to come on too strong, even though I knew you were going to be my friend. So the next day, the next morning, we were at the same speaking event. I don't know who was on stage, couldn't tell you, but you were sitting like a row or two in front of me. And I'm going to tell you guys what. It took all my guts because Katie was in this cute little outfit. She was like, biz women rock chick. Like, I was like so enamored by her. And um, we walked out and you were in front of me walking out. And I just walked up to you and I was like, hey again. I love that. And, and, and it all started from there. all started from there. And like, I have had this moment recently. Like, I was in this store in Nashville, Emerson Grace the other day. And this girl was talking about her business and wellness to the, you know, she's trying to close and she's talking to the, um, you know, the person that works at the store. And I was like, do I say something? Like, this is my friend. So, Oh my gosh. I love it. I literally had to go get something to try on just so I could say hi. And I was like, oh, that's cute. And then I was like, oh, did you say you're in wellness? And we just struck up a conversation. Now we follow each other on Instagram. Who knows if it's going to be a lifelong friendship like ours has become, but it's like, be brave and talk to people because you never know what it can lead to. Katie and I ended up, you came on my Italy retreat, yeah. uh, my Food Heals Italy yeah. retreat. I'll never forget the moment when we were hiking the path of the gods, which is like an all day hike. And you told me the idea yeah. of leaving, not leaving, but ending, putting an end to the beautiful business that you had built, Biz Women Rock, and going into the meditation space. And I thought it was a beautiful idea. And the fact that you are now one of the number one most downloaded shows between all your shows, I think in the, I don't know, in the US or if not in the world, yeah. I, I've gotten to witness that. And it's so inspirational. And I'm so lucky that I literally went up and talked to you and we created this friendship and you text me, you're like, I'm thinking about coming to Italy. And I was like, oh. <laughs> you know, I love that Italy retreat was so great. So I, I love this story that you're telling because it actually personifies exactly why I do meditation and why I am so intentional with the words that I write and sort of package into this experience of a meditation in order to deliver to women because I believe that it helps each of us like really get in touch with our intuition. So like I was about to laugh and be like, yeah, isn't that funny that that happens that you when you just know you're supposed to be friends with somebody, somebody no matter what, you, like you don't even know what that friendship might look like, but you just know you're supposed to be connected. You just know, right? Yeah, and, I was like, I'm going to stalk her until she knows what yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but like that's intuition. That's our voice talking to us. And I knew, so Italy, you know, the quick story behind that, the timing of it was that I was pregnant with Savannah, my second daughter, the one who shifted everything for me, right? And here I am. I was yeah. like about a month, a month into figuring out like, 
what am I doing? So I was in this real crazy space of like, I don't really know what's going on. Everything's shifting. It feels very uncomfortable. And I ha- I knew you were doing your retreat because we were friends enough to for me to be in your world, right? So, but I hadn't ever right. thought about it. And all of a sudden, I remember seeing it, like seeing a random post from you. And it was like, yeah, there's one more spot left. And I literally, my intuition was like, I need to go on that retreat. And mind you, I was four, when we went, I was four months pregnant and I had a two-year-old. So like there were a lot of logistics that had to happen in order for me to go. But I I was like, you're going to come on the Italian vegan getaway and not drink red wine? I know. (laughs) I mean, technically I could have, but I just, I've never, I never did. But um, yeah, like that, that intuition, like I feel like the older I've gotten, the the louder that voice has become. And the more willing I am to listen to her and to trust her because I've practiced over and over again listening to her and trusting her, and she never steer- steers me wrong, right? So like when you have that little intuitive hit to be like, hey, go talk to that girl Katie right there, like something in you knows like you're we're supposed to be connected and I have to be brave enough to listen to that intuition and I have to be brave enough to take action on that voice and so I'm going to do it. And over and over again, you keep doing that you you keep learning like wow actually inside i already have this compass inside i just need to listen i need to get quiet and listen so that is a big part of why i do these meditations yeah it's really um a beautiful mission that you have and i think that i have also had the experience of being more trusting of myself as i get older over the last few years seeing evidence of when i trust myself and things work out in my favor or better than what i had expected and so it is a learning lesson and a journey but i would like to talk to you about like meditation in general mm-hmm. and maybe bust some myths like what it is and what it's not because i know for me my old misconception was meditation is being silent on a mountain and having no thoughts <laughs> and like you have totally like you're totally like not that person no. i know you you are vibrant talkative like and i think it's very hard for us to completely stop our thoughts in our tracks and so what is meditation in your own words and i know there's a lot of definitions and ways that we could say this but i would just love to hear from you what is meditation in your own words and how do you get to a place of a more peaceful mindset. And I know it doesn't work every time. So let's talk about that. Not work, but I'm I'm misspeaking. I'll let you take over. Yeah. In a simple statement, I would say meditation is the practice of pausing. And what I mean by that is that you're, uh, you're right. Like that, that image that you have of like sitting quietly uninterrupted on the mountaintop with the water streaming in back, like Oh, that's how I'm supposed to be on my meditation pillow with incense burning every morning at 5 a.m. for an hour. Like, A, that ain't me. B, um, (laughs) that's not not real, you know. Um, Your brain's job is to create thoughts. And there's no such Mm. thing called meditation stops your brain. Like, that, that doesn't exist. I think that that's a huge myth and misconception. Well, meditation does, this practice of pausing, is it allows us to eventually separate ourselves, our true, deep, soulful selves, from this thinking mind. Mm -hmm. And it's not that the thinking mind is bad or wrong or all ego and all bad. It's not that at all. It's absolutely a part of us. But... Oftentimes, this thinking mind 
you know, that's constantly roaming and ranging and spiraling and swirling with thoughts can pretend that it is us. And it's actually not us. It's part of us, but it's not us. So the practice of meditation is an opportunity for us to practice being in the pause. And so there are very practical ways of of doing this, meaning like just really noticing your breath. The most common way of practicing this is is really bringing yourself to breath and following and kind of coming into a very visceral physical experience rather than being in your head. So, you know, so many of my meditations are about um, calling your attention to the rhythm of your breathing, asking you to slow down, being aware of your body. And in doing this, we can start really connecting, kind of separating from those thoughts and allowing them to sort of rule us and tell us who we are and are we good? Are we bad? What are we having for dinner? What's supposed? What is the organization of the day? Right. Like so, we start really separating from that, and in that separation, a space is created, this quiet, and in that quiet, that quiet is really like the portal into our deepest selves, and that's where that voice is. That's where our true selves are talking to us. That's where we find answers that we often are looking for on the outside of us, but they're all in here. So, mm. so truly the this practice can happen in a lot of different ways. It doesn't have to happen perfectly for an hour on your meditation pillow every every morning at 5 a.m. It it can, but it doesn't have to. It can it can be a walk in nature. You know, I find a, I do a lot of meditating in, in nature, not, you know, I'm not sitting down, you know, with my fingers touching, sitting cross-legged, you know, like a beautiful picture would would make it seem, but like I'm just going on a walk in nature and becoming aware of, you know, the water around me, the birds that are moving, the leaves that are swaying, all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, you can do this by just taking a break from work and just choosing to kind of close your eyes and take 10 deep breaths. Uh, I call them little mini moments of mindfulness where mm. instead of thinking of a meditation as like this thing you have to do and cross off your list, right? So instead of that, it's like, no, how can I sort of sprinkle in or incorporate this these mini moments of mindfulness into my day? And really what it is is stopping, separating yourself from your thoughts and instead coming into the present moment to notice what is it's not adding a to-do list item. It's just noticing what is. So you're in your shower. And instead of thinking of all the things that you need to do for the day um, or, you know, contemplating, do I shave my legs? Do I not? Which is how a lot of my showers go. <laughs> um, you know, like it's instead shifting your attention to, you know, the actual feeling of the water dripping on your back you know, the, the gratitude that starts coming up for the fact that you are able and have the gift to take a shower on a regular basis. Um, and not everybody in the world has that. And, you know, the, the excitement of the day ahead of what's to come. So, uh, or, you know, another mini mo moment of mindfulness is, you know, either leaving your home or coming back from somewhere instead of immediately just like jumping out of the car, like putting the car in park, taking 10 deep breaths, like conscious breaths, meaning you are counting, breathing in, breathing out, and you're counting. And you would actually be amazed at how easy it is for our minds to get distracted that you don't actually get to 10. Like pretty soon you'll be like, oh my God, what number was I on? Because now my mind is going in all the directions, right? Right, right. So all of this to say, meditation is a practice of pausing 
for the benefit of connecting to our deep selves and starting to recognize the distinction between the noise of the mind and the voice inside. That's really what I believe it is. That is so beautifully said. I need to like hear that five times and ingrain <laughs> it into myself. But yeah, it makes perfect sense. And I get it. And, you know, I think human nature makes our brains think. And I think most of us are very curious. And we're also always searching for answers. But the problem is that we've been conditioned to seek outside of ourselves for answers. That's why Google is so popular. That's why YouTube and social media, because we're always searching for answers. That's why all the ads that are targeted towards you on Instagram, Facebook, what have you, are work so well because they seek to answer a problem that you have been searching for the answer of. Now, can you find answers online for certain things? Sure. But like I have found myself in so many moments, oh, I can't sleep because I'm searching for this answer and I have, and I grab for the phone, mm. like I'm going to find it on the phone. And I have to constantly mm. remind myself the answers are not inside the phone. The answers are within myself. So it's much better. Um, my time spent seeking for answers within, which means getting a little quiet, even if I'm listening to a guided meditation, mm-hmm. um, or listening to the sounds <clears throat> of nature when I'm on a walk or listening to the shower as it hits the floor of the, you know, tub when you literally can't be on your phone. It's like the only time you can't be on your phone mm-hmm. is when you're in the shower yeah. or maybe driving, but most people are on their phones I while know. they drive. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. I know. But it's like, that's when the downloads happen. That's when you get to that place that you just mentioned. That's when you can hear the inner voice that's always communicating with you. It's up to us to create the space to listen. And I hear when I'm not on the phone, I hear and receive when I am am in that state. But it doesn't mean that it takes me hours or days or mountaintops to get there. Now, sure, you can do cool, crazy adventures, meditation retreats, go for it. But just most people on your regular day-to-day, and you mentioned the to-do list, which is my favorite thing to make, okay? I love (laughs) a to-do list. And sometimes I stop the meditation to write down the to-dos because I know if I don't get them out of my head, I'm not going to get quiet. (laughs) That's okay. No shame because otherwise you are holding on to that place where you're like, I got to get this done and you don't close the loop of Like I think sometimes for me it's more effective than – going and getting something done just to write down that I need to get it done because then it closes the loop of needing to write it down that I need to get it done. Like there's something to that. So if anyone can relate to that, you know. All right, Food Heals Nation. Well, I did have a question come in that apparently I mentioned an amazing coffee drink that I make, but I didn't tell you the recipe. So let me tell you what it is. It must have been when I was talking about Organifi. So I use the Organifi Harmony. It's like the cacao concoction and it's delicious and nutritious. So what is better than that? Am I right? Okay. So this is the recipe. You're going to buy the Organifi Harmony Blend. And of course, use my discount code, Organifi.com slash foodheals. Use the coupon code foodheals. You'll get 20% off. Then you're going to use equal parts coffee and your milk of choice. So I love the, uh, the Trader Joe's creamer. It is like 
um, $3 or something like that. It's so good and it tastes delicious and it blends up really well. Use your, your favorite milk of choice. It's really up to you. I just like that one because it's delicious and it's cheap. Okay. So, um, equal parts. So what, the way I discovered this recipe was by accident because I'm living in this Airbnb right now in Nashville, as you know, if you've followed my adventures and they have the K cup thing, uh, whatever it's called. And, um, I had never had one before. So, um, I've been experimenting with it because this is my first time. I mean, I've had them in hotel rooms, but I've never had them to like play recipes with. Um, so like I'll put, I'll, I'll make my own teas and put it in there. It's really fun. Anyways. Uh, yeah, I had never had one before and I thought they were wasteful and all this stuff, but I found out how to recycle the cups and you can send them back. So I feel better about it now. Anyway, so I'm taking the smaller amount of the K cup, like the smallest one that you can um, create. And then I do equal parts of that and equal parts, the Trader Joe's milk. And then I do a scoop of the harmony. Now, if you want a lot of cacao, do a scoop. If you want a half, do a half and then put a little more in until you like the taste. It's got like a cinnamony flavor to it, a cacao, like chocolatey flavor to it. And it just makes the drink really good. And like I said, really nutritious. And then you just blend. I mean, it is so freaking easy. So, you know, I, I, I don't have like a massive, amazing recipe for you. It's just something that's delicious and easy to make. So I wanted to share that with you. If you haven't heard of Organifi, Organifi, makes a line of organic superfood blends that offers plant-based nutrition made with high quality ingredients. Each Organifi blend is science-backed to craft the most effective doses with ingredients that are organic and free of fillers and contain less than three grams of sugar per serving. So we've got the Organifi green. So I've got that um, on my trip right now. I've got the red on my trip right now. I've also got all the travel packs. of. They've got a couple of different mixes that you can take, like uh, Immunity Pure, Immunity Balance. And so those are just ones that I love when I'm traveling. Um, I mean, I take them all the time. You guys know I'm a super food snob. So um, as you're listening to this, I am on my trip, but I'm recording it right before I leave. I'm actually going to the airport today as I'm recording this. Crazy, right? But by the time you're listening to it, I would have already been on my flight, been gotten to Europe and um, taking my supplements every single day along the way. So check out Organifi. You can experience their high quality superfoods without breaking the bank because Organifi takes pride in offering these superfood products on the market at a price that works out to less than $3 a day. Very nice, right? So go to Organifi.com slash foodheals and use coupon code foodheals for 20% off your order. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com backslash foodheals, coupon code foodheals for 20% off. Well, you bring you bring up a really good point that I want to make sure to address. There is a different, you know, this concept of we have all the answers inside of us. So that's so much easier said than than embodied, right? Like, okay, well, what does totally. that really mean, right? Yeah. So it's all in the the ultimate intention and where the efforts for answer seeking are coming from. So mm-hmm. this is a good distinction. There is absolutely nothing wrong with like going to Google and searching for, hey, I need. Um, you know, what's the best podcast for health and wellness, right? I need to find that, right? And that's fine. Google's going to give you a ton. You know, Food Heals is, of course, going to be coming up soon that you should check out, right? And share with Better be number one. <laughs> <laughs> My point being is that the, the deeper question is, why are you searching for that? Is it because there's something inside of you telling you that you need some support, some help, some information or, are you, or is there something 
are, are you not going deep inside and you just are hearing that that's what you need and and that's sort of this general lesson that you're hearing you need this right um because you're not good enough you need this because you're not healthy enough you need this because you need to lose weight like why what are the deep intentions and the deep uh fuel firing those actions for searching for answers and so i tend to feel like I, I can hear this voice so stinking clearly now. It's hilarious. Like I will be laying in bed <laughs> and I will legit hear the voice that's like, get up and write right now, Katie. Get up. Wow. Yeah. And I'll be like, you know, I'm like, no, I don't want to. I'm tired. I am exhausted. But like <laughs> there, it's just like I've learned to listen to her. Get up and write. You've got something that needs to come out right now. And if you don't get up, it's gone. And sometimes I listen and sometimes I don't. But, it, you know, or it might be. Um, I'll, I'll give you this as a perfect, perfect example. So I am uh, changing my daughter's preschool, which is a really giant, big family life decision. Um, okay. And, you know, there's a, a lot of reasons behind this. And it's been my mommy gut has known for a couple of months now, like she's not at the right place. I don't know. There's just something off. And this voice literally just like hit me one day there. I was like, go look for another school. You can change schools. It's okay. Go change. Go look for other schools. And so, it's like that. Like, okay, that is the fire that is fueling my search for answers. I.e., my search for information really is probably the the distinction I want to make. There's a inside you'll find answers. um, You know, outside you'll find information. So, I know the answer is she needs a change. I'm searching for information on where to now put her. And I'm sort of feeling into each of the places that I find, right? So that's just a little microscopic example of that. So I think it's listening to that voice and and allowing her to scream or whisper or however she's going to talk to you. Then, you know, just being aware of that and letting that guide you and lead you to finding what you need. Yeah. And I think that you get better at it over time. And so don't beat yourself up when you're like, I can't hear her. You're like, she's there. Mm -hmm. You will. Mm -hmm. Like, just give yourself a little grace um, because we tend to, our ego tends to speak for her when we can't hear her. And so recognizing what is ego um, driving this, which ego is just there to protect you. Um, Thank thank you for your service. Now let me get to the, (laughs) you know, intuition that wants to speak. Yeah. And so I just say that to, I think it's like, it's a practice, like yoga or exercise or anything that you consider a practice, the more you do it, the better you get at it. And um, the more refined your tools become and the more you discover how you like to quote unquote meditate or get there, because it's like, you can have so many different versions of this. Like, of course, um, one of my faves is laying in my bed, going to sleep or waking up to a lovely meditation. Um, But also... Like you can have a moving meditation like you talked about in nature or a shower meditation. Um, or for example, you can have a moving mantra, which yeah. can be super powerful. Like I remember when I um, did a half marathon and I was chanting at the last mile when I wanted to die because I'm not a runner. A marath- <laughs> I like running, but I'm not, I don't do it for time. I'm not talented. Like it's, it's just a thing I do to challenge myself, but it's not something that I'm, I consider myself good at. Like I have friends that are absolutely professional marathon runners and I am not one. So I just wanted to challenge myself a few years ago, did a half. And the last mile, I was chanting to myself to continue to uh, hype myself up 
change happens when the pain happens. Change happens when the pain happens because my legs hurt, my back hurt, my bra was too tight, all the things. I think that's a song. (laughs) 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 It's totally a song. Uh, But I had to remind myself that nothing changes mentally, physically, spiritually, unless we get a little uncomfortable. And so it's sometimes the quiet is uncomfortable. Mm. Sometimes the challenge we put ourselves through, like the running when I wanted to stop and walk and lay down and do nothing and go to sleep. Um, I had to get through that for my mindset to change that I'm capable of this. I'm absolutely capable of this. But I, there was a part of me that was like, girl, you can't do this. What are you doing? Stop. Right, right. <laughs> and then I had to do the moving mantra. So what are your thoughts on forms of meditation and figuring out what is best for us? What is your advice? So I kind of have have leaned into this, um, what I would consider sort of type of meditators. Uh, you know, one type is kind of the 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 day the daily dolly, right? Like she meditates every single day. She's incredibly structured. It's what she does. It's at a certain time every single day, and she has a certain way she does it. It's great. Works for her. Um, and then there's what I call like the grab and go gal, right? That's kind of me. Like, I love these. Um, <laughs> uh, that's me. That's always been me. I have I've never been very regimented about about my meditation practice. It has been like mm-hmm. more. It's been more of me listening to that voice going, Katie, go meditate. You need to time out, Katie. Go get quiet, right? You need to go on a drive. Right. You need to go on a walk. You need to just lock yourself in your room right now and let the kids pound on the door and just breathe for ten seconds. Um, <clears throat> So that's a grab and go gal, which is like, you know, you need something. And so you, you know, my listeners will go to, you know, any one of my podcasts and they'll just scroll through and be like, what am I feeling right now? What do I need? Right. I need that one on forgiveness. I need this one on um, calming my mind. I need this one on um, overflowing with gratitude. That's what I'm feeling or that's what I want to feel. Right. Like that's and I think that's a lot of us, really. And then there's also the person who's just like timid, like I don't. I don't know how to meditate and therefore I am scared to even start because I feel like it needs to be perfect. So Mm. I say all that because, you know, basically there's a gazillion different types of ways to meditate and all of them are fine. (laughs) And (laughs) you can change. Like I have definitely been through seasons where I've been more structured and I've had a certain type of, you know, for a couple of years I had like an early morning journaling and meditation practice where, you know, every morning I would sort of journal for 10, 15 minutes. And then I would just sit in silence for 10 or 15 minutes. And that worked really well for me for some time. And then it just didn't. And then it was more like, hey, when can I get some time to just breathe here? So um, so there's just, you know, it's, I love guided meditations because they feel to me like an easy way to start, whether you're brand new to meditation or you've been out of practice for a while, or you're just sick of, you sort of need something different rather than setting your timer for 10 minutes and just sitting in silence, right? Um, so I love guided meditations because they're much like a, you know, like a pre-recorded workout or having a trainer. It's like, I don't have to think, just press play and let me follow your guidance and I'll, I'll be fine. Exactly. Well, I completely agree with you because I think when I started on this journey a very long time ago, I was like, oh, meditation is sit in silence after yoga practice. And I was like, oh my God, this is torture. And then I discovered guided meditation. I'm like, oh, this is lovely. And like to hear the ones that you put together, you've got this amazing music and nature sounds, plus your voice is so soothing and so (laughs) lovely. And um, if I didn't know you, I'd still love it because I love, because I know you, I love it even more. I love it. Um, 
Yeah, but it's like, you know, I remember I asked my friend Christy uh, before the half marathon. I said, Christy, make me love running because she's a (laughs) marathon runner. She travels all around the United States and runs marathons like every weekend. Mm -hmm. She's one of those people. I said, Christy, make me love running. And she's like, it's all about the playlist. And I was like, oh, so if I can cultivate the best playlist where every single song is amazing, then I can do this. And it's the same with when I hear guided meditation, if it's about, and all of your topics are incredible, but you've got specific topic-based meditations, whether we want to manifest something or whether we just want some more calm and peace, whatever it is, um, you've got a topic, you've got something that we can focus on. And so whether we are trying to relax or manifest money or manifest true love, like you've got something for that. Maybe we just want more confidence in ourselves. You've got something for that. And that is like, that's my version of the running playlist. It's like you cultivate a playlist of these guided meditations that have meaning for you. Because I'll listen to the same ones over and over. I'm like, oh, that's... That's, that one is good for me. Yeah. And then some I'll skip because I'm like, oh, that doesn't quite resonate. Yeah. And that's perfect. Yeah. And they're meant to be like this giant library of them that you go and pick and choose anyone that you want at any given moment. And exactly what you said is exactly how I am a practitioner of guided meditations too. Like that's how I approach it. Like I literally probably listen to the same five meditations. It, I use them a lot to go to sleep. So I will listen to the same five meditations from the same, you know, five teachers for probably six years now. <laughs> and, um, and that's the way a lot of my listeners listen to is they have like their, you know, dozen favorites and they're listening to them every single night. Or they, um, you know, they just, they ha- they're making playlists of their own, you know, and all their different favorites of different themes and stuff. So yeah, it's meant to be that way. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Do you listen to your own? It's so funny you asked that. Um, at first, I did not. And um, a couple of years ago, I started a practice with my then, how old was she then when we started? Four-year-old, now six-year-old, um, that we listen every night. So, And we still do this. I mean, we've been in and out of uh, out of times that we, of course, do not do it perfectly every night. But for a long, for quite a while now, I will put my three-year-old to bed and we know she knows like, okay, we're going to listen to meditation. And we listen to one of mine. And it's, you know, it'll be 10 minutes and it puts her, it doesn't always put her right to sleep, but like it definitely calms her down. So she's ready to sleep. And it's beautiful because I'm able to have this one-on-one time with her and I get to love up on her and just kiss on her and everything. Tell her good night. And I love her. She's amazing. And then she goes to bed, go out and do the same with my six-year-old. And then she goes to bed a little while later. So yeah, in that respect, I do. And it's actually my final QC, my, you know, my quality control. I have a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of different layer, layers of quality control to make sure that, you know, the final product going out is like amazing and, you know, mind-blowing. And it's actually always my final point of quality control where I could be like, oh man, that was that one was really good. <laughs> or, oh, yeah, that, you know, that was really good, but I'm going to tell him to use a different kind of music for the next one or something like that. So yeah, I do. I do listen to them. I think it's really cool um, because I listen to yours, but I listen to my own as well. Mm -hmm. So Susie and I did a bunch of meditations when we started Food Heals. And then, um, you know, I'm an editor, so I know how to put all of these together. So I have my own meditations. I have uploaded a few to YouTube and I will just play them. Maybe one day I'll make them like public for everyone, but I'll just play them because then it's my voice telling me what a fucking badass I am. And sometimes I forget. So I have to remember. And like when it's your own voice, I think it's really powerful. So 
if you start listening to these meditations that Katie creates, think about like, what can I create customized for myself? And all you have to do, it's so easy these days to, there's like so much free editing software out there. You can just slap together some music that you like, and it doesn't even have to be royalty free if it's just for you, right? Like it right. could be anything yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and put some nature and talk to yourself and be your most loving self to yourself. And you could create that. And I think that's something really powerful people can do as well, you know, if you want to go next level with that. But of course, I want them to go to womensmeditationnetwork.com and download yours because they are the best. But I'm just saying like, it is cool. And I think it's great that you listen to your own, especially with your kids, because imagine like how you're creating those little beings in their own, you know, while they sleep, they're hearing all these beautiful mantras from mom, which is what's more powerful than that. Yeah, truly. I ask, I ask them what they want. So, um, you know, Sedona, my oldest, I was meditating with her the other night. And I was like, hey, what kind of meditation do you want? She's like, I mean, one where like I'm in the stars and you know, I'm floating in Aww. space. I was like, okay, cool. So like I wrote that one and it'll come out next month and I'll be able to listen to it with her and be like, hey, I created this one for you. So I'm I'm always thinking about like what what do I first of all, it usually is driven from me. Like, what do I need to hear right now in this particular, <laughs> you know, time stamp of emotion that I'm feeling? Or what message do I want to, what words do I want to speak to my daughters? There's a couple different meditations I've written for my, like one is literally called sleep meditation for my daughter. Another one is sleep meditation for girls. Another one is like, you are, uh, what is it? You are whole and perfect just as you are. So there are a lot of these that I'm infusing these beautiful messages that I want to tell my girls. And, and cause I know we're going to listen to them and I know they're going to hear my voice saying it to them in, in a beautiful musical way. And I'm, you know, pretty confident in the fact that a lot of other people would also like to hear those things. Yes, exactly. It's like if you are experiencing something, you know that many other people are, especially if it's topical. Mm -hmm. And then same with the kids. It's like, I'm sure as whatever they think of, like, I want to be in the stars, mommy. There's so many other kids that would resonate with that as well, because these concepts are super universal. And so that's so beautiful that you do that. And I know an example of when you've done that recently is something that we both got fired up about is like not just the current state of the world, but like what's happening with cancel culture and censorship and things like that. And how do we address that, especially on a meditation, like to get rid of that angst, anger, fear, whatever it might be that we're bombarded with because of you know, I shared with you what had happened with me getting censored or deplatformed, as Ashley told me to say. By um, that's hilarious. Yes, <laughs> yes, that is what she said. The lawyer from the lawyer's lips. She taught me everything. Um, so yes, I have been deplatformed. And why? Why do they get to make be? Why does this tech company? get to be the decision makers of the type of content that I release for my Food Heals listeners, right? Right. And so that upset you as well, just because you, because, I mean, I'll let you speak for yourself, but you get what I do and why, and this could, if this happened to me, it could happen to anyone. And so you started creating meditations about about that, when things don't feel right, when things feel like your freedoms are being, you know, not, I don't want to say taken away. I'm not trying to be dramatic, but when you feel like you're not able to speak your truth, how do you, how do you deal with that? And so you've created some meditations for people like me. Yeah. Yeah. I, you and I were kind of stewing in that same, uh, pot for a little while. So, you know, this is in light of this happened, this happened just a couple of days after the Joe Rogan, um, experience yep. happened, right? So like Joe Rogan. Yes. Okay. So it's all of that same stuff. And the, it all sort of, you know, threw me and impacted me pretty deeply more than I had anticipated. 
you know, so Joe Rogan, uh, and I know that you have a whole a whole show on this called, you know, the Ask Alley uh, episode where you really address your thoughts on the Joe Rogan situation. But basically, you know, people are saying that he, what he's providing is misinformation, uh, saying that I won't be on this platform unless you take his stuff down because he's spreading misinformation. And it's it's then he's questioning, well, who gets to decide what's misinformation and what is misinformation? Because anyway, to make a long story short, um, (laughs) giant shifts, right? Like big, big, big shifts in the industry. My network is not exclusive to Spotify, but it is big on Spotify. And I am, you know, hosted on a Spotify platform. And so it hit home big time for me. And then like a a day or two later, you would message me about what was going on. I was like, oh my God. And it felt so real. And here's why, because for me, it felt like, okay, (laughs) technically, you know, who can, who can have anything bad to say about a meditation? Come on. Like who would want to attack that? Right. But that's not the point. I mean, the point is, is that people do by the way, and people can. So, um, I get a lot of hate because I am women specific. And mm-hmm. not that I need to justify this, but I'm women specific because A, first and foremost, that is the group of people I feel incredibly called to impact. This has been my lifelong dream ever since I was a kid. I've known that I was supposed to like be in the niche of, of serving women in a really special way. Um, yeah. So that's most important. Second most important thing as a businesswoman, I was like, well, that's called a niche. And <laughs> there are a gazillion <laughs> other meditations out there that are general and not for, for anyone in particular. And I'm choosing to niche. And it's as black and white as that, right? Um, and that's your right as a content creator. Exactly. You can do whatever the F you want. <laughs> so you would be amazed at how much hate I get from people saying I'm discriminatory. How dare I? I'm... Um, I'm leaving them out. Um, you know, I'm being wow. exclusionary. And it hurts because that's exactly the opposite of the kind of energy I'm trying to put out there, right? So right. my point is, is that they're the the idea of, well, they can't hurt me because I'm just this meditation thing, you know, just giving out love and who would want to come attack a meditation? I'm not quote unquote right. controversial, but I get hate. And if enough, this is what scared me. This is where I started feeling fear because if enough people banded together and said, we don't like what you do and we think it's exclusionary, there's a real thing called I could be canceled, right? Or by a a lot of people. (laughs) And that's terrifying to me because A, I won't get to do what I love and what I feel I have a really uh, special gift and and purpose for doing right now, but B, like it's you know it is it feeds my family, and so that becomes exactly yeah, like the, <laughs> just like you experienced, right? So, um, and then you know your experience with Kartra was was equally as scary because I'm like, oh shoot, like what if somebody? It's like other people get I. I have never loved when people tell me what to do and how I'm supposed to be. I've never, I have always been the very free spirited personality going, oh, I will make my own, you know, patched up life that I feel is right for me. Right. I've always been that person. You and I are the rebel personalities. Yes. <laughs> yes. But I, I don't actually, I don't think that's rebellion. <laughs> I just think that it's an, an intense, deep desire to be fully self-expressed in our own special way. That's what I, and I think everyone is like that in some way. Right. So whether they know it consciously or right. not. Yeah. So so to me that felt heavy. That felt really heavy because I was like, I don't want to be put in a box. Now, 
That said, up until this moment, I have been relatively, I would say, just uh, selectively quiet about my opinions about what's going on in the world. And what I would do is, and still do, is I sort of like, I end up writing it through my meditations. I write a script that I feel is my response to something, but it's done in a way that is like full of love and and also full of my beliefs of 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 how we can get to more love, right? So, yeah. so anyway, so this experience for me a couple of weeks ago was just this moment where I felt intense fear, like real fear. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I think I even sent you a picture of like what I was journaling one day. And I was like, you know, wrote this journal entry for my personal journal. And I was like, okay, Katie, this is what I'm afraid of. And at the end of me writing that, I was like, okay, it's very obvious. You can choose love or you can choose fear. You, You can choose to be contained and be quieted, or you can choose to speak your voice. So I got really, I kind of had like a a nice shaking of myself saying like, hey, you can choose to speak your voice in a way that feels good for you and a way that is powerful for you. And so I ended up writing, I'm looking at this list of meditations I wrote and sort of the burst after that, more love, less hate. Um, Yeah, (laughs) perfect. That's a really powerful one, by the way. I told my producer when I gave it to him, I was like, give this one extra love. Like, I want this one to go everywhere. (laughs) Um, Yes, let's go viral. (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, take back your power. That was the next one I wrote. And that was literally like this, this embodiment of don't tell me who I should be. I am the one who gets to decide who I am. And, and the transcendent, you know, part of this is that the and what really comes to light with everything that has been happening is like we're all allowed to have different opinions. <laughs> we're all allowed right. to have different beliefs. Uh, we're not supposed to all think the same, be the same, act the same, do the same. Like what a boring world, right? Like that that's that's not what we're supposed to do. And so this comes into play in my personal life. Like, you know, my family and I disagree on a lot of the things going on in the world right now. Like like vehemently disagree. Um, And this moment a couple of weeks ago was really a transcendent moment for me where I was like, oh, wait, they're allowed to think what they think. They're allowed to believe what they believe. They have their own reasoning behind that. They have their own life experience that supports that. Like, I have to get to a place where I can respect that, honor it. I don't need to, I don't need to, to own that, nor do I need to be quiet about myself and what I believe. Um, cause I have done that over, you know, these past couple of years in ways because it felt scary to do that, but it was just this big awakening moment saying like, I will not shut up. I will take back my power. I will, I will, I will spread ultimately for me. What it meant is I will do what I believe I'm here to do, which is spread more love because I think that that's the answer. <laughs> more love, <laughs> less hate. You know, another one that I wrote was before you judge, <laughs> you be you, guided <laughs> meditation. Like, this is like where I get to say, this is how, I, this is what I believe. This is how I believe. And, and it is totally infused with love. And if you need to hear that and it's, it really fills you up, great. Cause that's what I want to spread. Absolutely. And so, I'm so happy that you have an outlet for that. And it is also something that people like me and other people who may be feeling like us can use as a resource because 
I don't ever want to be a play, in a place in my life where I'm so dogmatic in my beliefs that there isn't space to listen to others and and have and share others' opinions. But my fear is that with the cancel culture and the censorship and everything going on, we are canceling not only people but conversations that should be had. Yeah. And one of my biggest lessons, I think life lessons in general, is to learn how to, and I'm constantly learning this, come from a place of non-judgment and acceptance as to how other people have come to their own conclusions. Because like you said, they have a different background and they have reasonings behind why they've come to the conclusion that they've conclusion, uh, concluded. Mm-hmm. And it could be vastly different from ours. But instead of attacking or being angry at that, having compassion and empathy, yeah. right? And that's something that is learned, I believe, because we all, most of us, if we're not sociopaths, are born with compassion and empathy. But we also have learned to be combative and learn that they don't agree with me, they're wrong. And to not come from that childlike, come from childlike wonder, but not childlike, "Mm, like you're wrong, I'm right type of thing. And that's all I see these days in the news. I don't care what side you're on. It does not matter. It's just people like just talking over each other and not actually listening, just trying to make a point. And as you said, when these types of things happen, you get scared for yourself. And then when it directly happens to you, as it did to me, I felt they want to shut me up, watch me get loud. Yeah. And that's what led me to, yeah, you know, you're like me, like yeah. create the fundraiser and make a video about what happened so people could could understand. And not and that video, I am very, you know, level-headed and I tell the story and maybe I have a little bit of sass, but it's mostly coming from a place of here's what happened, informational, some compassion, and really like, okay, let's get louder. What do Mm. I need to do to get louder? Well, I need to move platforms. So I'm on a a platform that doesn't censor me. B, I need to market the show more aggressively so it can reach more ears of more people who need to hear the message of food heals. And C, let's have a fund where we support creators' rights to not be censored, to speak their truth. And where is that platform and who is building it? And I don't know yet, but I'm trying to find out. And that is my mission right now. So it's like, you shut me up, watch me get loud. Right. And I don't know, that's where I'm at right now. And I want to come from it from a place of, um, learning and understanding and non-judgment. Now, of course, am I mad this happened to me? Yeah, but that's why I got Katie's meditations to bring me down. (laughs) I think I have one called Release Your Anger. So I'm sure I have many of them on anger, actually. (laughs) Um, Let's go. Your girl needs them. Yeah, I I agree with you. And um, I just think that I found it incredibly ironic, you know, in the midst of all this stuff going down a while ago, I, I just found it really ironic. I was like, man, were we just like, I feel like we are in this age of like, speak your truth, speak your voice, like your voice matters, right? Like that's everywhere. <laughs> how can I, right. how can I promote or how can anyone promote your voice matters, speak your voice, own your power. If we're going to, if if somebody else gets to decide whether well actually no only if your voice says this actually no only exactly. if your power is, stays within these walls actually no only your voice doesn't your voice matters but not when it's that loud so right. no that doesn't you can't those are completely opposing messages that I don't want to have a part of I will just stay in my you know stay with what's right for me I have this amazing beautiful megaphone called my podcasts. And I will use them to share what I believe 
will truly help others, not only in like the immediate benefits of being able to fall asleep, getting calm, you know, releasing anxiety, but like the deeper benefits of, oh, taking a breath before I judge somebody. Oh, um, actually, maybe, you know, just pausing to think before I put that really hateful, yucky comment on somebody's post, you know, um, yeah. or yelling at the lady who almost cut me off, but it's because she was, you know, messing in the back trying to get her kid settled down. Like, like it, there's very real practical ways on these every, the, the little moments, many moments every single day that we can, vi- we have opportunities to choose love or fear, love or anger, right? Love or yeah. hate. And, and, and all I want is you to choose more, uh, more love, choose more love in that moment. So like th- these are very intentionally made, like that's what I want to keep putting out, like breathe, breathe in more space so that you can choose to, uh, to want to understand versus choosing to judge. And it all sounds like these big platitudes, but they're not. It's real stuff that happens in real life. And you can practice it every single day with your children, with your friends, with your spouse, with your loved ones, with people you don't know, with people that are friends online, with people that are completely opposed in what they believe. And you can practice these moments of like breathing in, accepting, not needing to be right, not judging, not condemning. It's okay that you have this like real, real big reaction to and are getting really triggered by what somebody's saying. But but that's you. That's not them. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. it, it's because your ego wants to tell them that they're wrong and you're right. And you may have a thousand details to support that. But at the end of the day, like they're a human being. They're they're completely allowed to believe what they want to believe. And what the situation needs is a little bit more willingness to to listen and to understand. And that may make you even more resolute in what you believe. And that's great. But in choosing that moment of a pause and choosing that moment of love instead of hate, you've, you've, you've eliminated a little bit more of the gunkiness of the world. And that's really powerful when you're talking about everyone doing that a little bit more every single day. All right, Food Heals Nation, I'm here with Tina Anderson from Just Thrive Health. So in the past two years, we're really seeing the number of people affected by things like celiac disease and wheat allergies and sensitivities and gluten allergies and sensitivities. This is on the rise. It's rising quickly and dramatically. So if we're trying to reduce our gluten intake, what can we do to support a gluten-free or a gluten-light diet? And why is that so important when it comes to healing our gut as well? Yeah, um, great question, Allison. And I think the important thing is that there's actually not one person out there that doesn't have some sensitivity to gluten. Even though we th- we don't notice it outwardly, we know that gluten is actually um, very offensive to our gut lining, which causes you know a lot of problems for people in the first place. So I would definitely encourage people to eat as gluten free as possible. Um, and then another great solution would be to take our gluten away, Just Thrive's gluten away product, which has a really, really key enzyme in it called Tolerase G. And this enzyme actually breaks down, it cuts the gluten molecules down in the stomach before it ever even gets to the intestines and um, into like non-toxic levels. So um, 
we definitely would recommend um, that you take it before a meal. And it's a it's just a great product to have on hand. It's not a replacement. I would never tell people to take it and, and then just go ahead and eat gluten. It's more to take it in case of that accidental exposure to gluten, which if you have celiac could be very, you know, it could only, it could be deadly even if you have some, you know, exposure to gluten. Right. Okay. So it's not an excuse to eat gluten, but it's kind of something that you can do when that may occur. I appreciate that very much. And I know it's so important for the healing of our gut. So Food Heals Nation, you can check this out at justthrivehealth.com. Get your gluten away on and use the coupon code FOODHEALS15. You'll save 15% off. Thanks, Tina. Thank you, Allison. Back to exactly what we said at the beginning where this builds on itself. So the more you practice, um, the more able you are, I think, in my experience, to get to that place more quickly and to get to that place of non-judgment, empathy, all of the things more quickly. And yeah. so I love that. And I'm so grateful that I have Meditation for Women as a resource and all of the multiple shows that you've now created, including like Sleep Sounds. So I would love to, um, before we wrap up, just two more specific questions that I think um, will help Food Heals Nation. Uh, the way that I find myself, the two ways I should say that I find myself best practicing meditation that have a profound impact on me are for a sleep, uh, because we know the conscious mind loves to talk and do to-do lists and worry at night. Mm -hmm. And then B for manifestation and trying to get into a state of vibrating at the place of what I want, like where, where, what I want exists, if that makes sense. Right. And so I would love to end on my two questions are, tell me about the sleep meditations. And, um, I'm going to ask you actually a very specific question about manifestation after that. So tell me about sleep and then we'll go to my next question. You know, the sleep meditation podcast I, I created because, and, and equally the sleep sounds, because I use them a lot because I, um, I, I won't say that I'm an insomniac, but I definitely have see, like two or three nights a week. I'm not sleeping well for, you know, some reason or, you know, my, it's usually my mind's going, I'm thinking of all the things, right? That's very, very common. And so as a, as a consumer of sleep meditations, I have known how helpful they are. And so when I, um, Sleep Meditation for Women, I launched, that was the second show that I launched. So Meditation for Women existed for two years. And then I started looking at my statistics and I was like, well, which ones are the ones that are most downloaded? And like six or seven out of the top 10 were sleep. I was like, well, I'm going to try and do a show all of itself. And that one very quickly took off, like just skyrocketed. And I was like, okay, obviously a lot of women need some help just like I do sleeping. So, you know, sleep, I, I don't know the, you know, actual medical or, you know, official terms for this, but I have heard from many sources that, you know, in order of what's important for our health, for optimal health, optimal living, sleep is number one. Sleep, because I mean, because just all the benefits, obviously you're rested um, and able, you know, in a practical sense, able to sort of, you know, approach the day. But I mean, it is your immune system is getting rebuilt and like rejuvenating, uh, you know, everything is just replenishing and it is amazing. So, you know, it's like sleep, water, um, you know, nutrition, food. 
and then, you know, exercise movement, like in that order. And so it's as a side note, it's funny. So every time, you know, I have a friend who's like, okay, I'm back into working out now. And I'm like, okay, are you sleeping? <laughs> are you sleeping? Or are you getting water? Because like you can you can not work out for a while. And it can be okay if like you can feel good still. It could be okay if you're just like taking care of those other ones, right? So um, so I say that because it has been the one that I get the most response from. Um, I actually... Uh, I actually just had someone reach out to me today, a man. It was so, it was incredibly sweet. Uh, you know, talk about the hate that I get from a lot of people about being women only. So this gentleman mm -hmm. found me on Aura, which is an app that I put my meditations on as well. Um, mm -hmm. I'm a, like a coach on there. It's sort of like Insight Timer. I do that one as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, people can find me in all different ways. So he reaches out today and he says, hey, this is strange and weird. I feel very weird getting in contact with you. I found you on Aura. And I know you're for women, but I just have to tell you, like, I am, I'm a veteran and I, you know, suffer from PTSD and you're the only way I can sleep. And I am wow. so grateful for what you put out there. And he's like, um, I feel kind of like a stalker telling you this. He's like, but I just need to tell you, like, I've told my wife, like, oh my God, this woman and her voice and the words she's speaking to me, like everyone needs to hear these words, like you are enough, you are beautiful. And I was like, thank you, you got it, right? So like, I don't care who listens, I just want the message to be out. So um, I love that. Yeah, Aww. I get that a lot. Like you are the only reason I can sleep right now. Um, I'm off my yeah. I'm off my meds because of you. I, yeah. you know, I put my daughter. I sleep with my daughter in in our crib or her crib, and she that's how she's able to fall asleep. Like I get that a lot, which is I'm getting goosebumps just talking about that. So, you know, yeah. for me that feels like if I can help people with the number one most important thing for optimal health, I'm I'm doing some good work in the world. Um, because I really feel like, uh, again, kind of speaking as one of everyone, like there's a big different, you wake up as a different person when you get good sleep, you know? Absolutely. And so I want to say this in case it helps anyone. Um, maybe you sleep with a partner or maybe you sleep somewhere loud or maybe like what if you had to stay in a hospital? Put headphones in and yeah. listen um, because I think that there are so many outside sources that can keep us up at night. If it's not our mind alone, it's I can't stand personally noise or light. I have to have absolute silence or meditation, but I can't have like garage doors opening or people walking around or like noise from the outside. If there's you live near, you know, you live in the city or something like that. I cannot stand it. So when I travel and I'm like, you stay in NYC and you are at the very top of the hotel, you can still hear every single thing that is going on in the streets. Like beep, yeah. beep, beep, like all the shit. Okay. Like whatever. I cannot, I go insane. So I have to have absolute silence or I just pop my headphones in, put on some white noise or some sleep meditations by Katie. And I am a new person. So I just want to say that in case maybe you sleep with someone and they need silence. They don't want to listen to whatever you're listening to. Just pop in those headphones. And then, yeah, the other thing I was going to say is like, okay, sleep is the number one thing. That's A doctor will even tell you that. Like, make sure you're getting enough sleep, enough rest, blah, blah, blah. And then if someone has to stay in the hospital for any length of time for absolutely anything, it's 24-7, bright lights, beeping, alarms, nurses checking on you. And it's so bad when you're in a plate. You're supposed to be healing in the hospital. There's no way you can heal. So, again, 
pop in a Katie Kremitzos meditation and put in your headphones and also um, cover up your eyes with a sleep mask because the light can be terrible as well. Not to mention blue light from the cell phones and TVs and all of that, but just light in general. Um, we really want to be in the darkness. Cool temperature is best as well. Um, so I just wanted to put some of those out there because I think those Knowing those things change my life. If I'm too hot, I got to turn the temperature down. If I if it's too bright, I have to have my sleep mask. And if I can hear anything other than silence or a meditation, I'm out. So I've got to, I have my headphones with me everywhere I go or earbuds. I, I, my dog ate, not my dog, another dog ate one of my earbuds. So I'm back to wired, but that's actually better because there's so much, I don't know. They talk about the dangers of wireless anyways. Oh, I know, I know. So just use some headphones or some wired earbuds. I use those on a plane anyways. Okay. I'm sidetracking, but yeah. So again, the importance of sleep. Okay. So last question, because someone asked me this recently and at first I was like, oh, this is easy. And then I was like, no, this is complicated and I like it. So I'm going to ask you, (laughs) they asked me, what is the difference between meditation and manifestation? What are your thoughts? So I defined what I think meditation is in the beginning, right? Like this very purposeful pause. It's a practice of pausing so you can separate from your thoughts and really get in tune with the deep you. Yeah. Manifesting. I'm, you know, I wrote a, um, a meditation on this not so long ago and I use this metaphor and I think it's pretty appropriate. Okay. So if you imagine a magnifying glass and you know, the fact that you can like harness the energy of the sun and the light in order to actually like make a fire down below, right? Like Mm -hmm, that's possible. mm -hmm. So what manifesting is, is knowing that you want to make a fire, but needing to be aligned with these tools, needing to align the tools. Now in this metaphor, it's a, it's a magnifying glass in the sun, like making sure they line up correctly and that the sun is coming through that glass in a certain way in order to then produce the fire, right? In our lives, that's aligning ourselves, our, our desires with our actions, with our words. That's being in alignment, right? Mm-hmm. So being in alignment with your desires, knowing that you want to start the fire, shifting yourself, making little clicks to the left, little clicks to the right. How are you showing up in a given day? What's your mindset on things? What do I need to clear? What do I need to let go of? Um, you know, what, what do I need to do in order to sort of like be aligned and move that magnifying glass in a way that I can harness the power of the universe so that I can create that fire. Yeah. That's really what I consider manifesting, like just the 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 art of being in alignment with, so that our desires can really come to pass and create what we want to create. Yes, I agree. And one of the biggest um, lessons on manifesting I've learned, because I think my journey, which I know it was a lot of people's journey to learning what manifestation was, was watching The Secret and being like, all I have to do is think about the car and it's going to appear or the parking spot or whatever. And I think the missing component was, A, getting into the feeling of having what it is that you want and knowing why you want it because it's like, oh, you want it because you think you're going to feel better when you have it. It's like, no, you have to feel better now. And that is when you vibrate in alignment with where it is. Yeah. And that profoundly changed the way that I manifest. And I use meditation as a tool to get to a place where I feel like I can vibrate, which therefore I can manifest. Exactly. So meditation becomes one of the many tools that you can use to manifest. And look, there, there are, you know... If you, if you now go and Google to find information, not to find the answers, but to find information, 
on how to yes. manifest, you will surely come across a gazillion articles that each have like a step-by-step. First do this, first do this, first do this, first do this. It's not a step-by-step process. But the, all of those things are absolutely worth knowing, like feeling the emotion of having it already. For me, I love using the term like it's inevitable. Um, mm, yeah. And yeah that's expecting part, it. Expecting it, right? Like that's part of this manifesting process, which is like I know it's inevitable. So I can get really – I love growing. Like I love business growth. It excites me. It's it's. I love the strategic, you know, aspects of it. And so at the beginning of, of this, you know, talk when I say, say like, hey, I'm, I'm going to be at 12, 12, you know, podcasts by the end of the year, like I can get really into the sort of hustle of that, into that energy of like hustle, hustle, I got to hurry up and do it like in this energy of anxiety and got to keep up, not good enough unless I do, right? I, and I have to consciously yeah. shift out of that. And, and if I truly want to manifest and see those 12 shows come to fruition, what I need, the energy I need to be in, the alignment I need to have, the little clicks to the left or right that I need to make are mm-hmm. believing that it's inevitable. And I do. Right. And, and I do believe it's inevitable because I have faith and trust in who I am and what I'm doing and the message that's, that's going out there. And then once you believe in the in- inevitability of it, then it's a matter of like, okay, so what do I now need to do in order to make this happen? Now, it might not happen by the end of the year, but it is inevitable. It might happen before. It might happen a year after. Who knows? But it is inevitable. So that was a big game changer for me, just um, – even using that language of like, it's going to happen. Like, it's just a matter of when, really. So if I believe that it's going to happen, then I can sort of settle all these anxieties and this needing to keep up with the business Joneses or the life Joneses. And I can settle <laughs> and surrender to like, okay, what what feels good? And how do I want to feel while I'm on this journey of the inevitable, right? So, and, Absolutely. and that's part of it is like really enjoying it every step of the way. Gosh, that's the best point because like, yeah, there's going to be ups and downs, but celebrating the ups and celebrating each moment when you get to the next step, that helps you get to the to where you want to be much more quickly than being in a place of always trying to get there. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And just, I mean, that that has been a big lesson for me over the past couple of years is just legit, like, am I having fun? Like there's a there's yeah. definitely a level of pressure that I have just because of how big my network has has grown and because of all the different projects that I have going on to grow it. So there's a different pressure than there was when I had, you know, one podcast three years ago that I did, I produced one episode for mm-hmm. a week, you know, <laughs> so now I'm yeah, producing now I have millions of people. Right. And now it's like, you know, 40 to 50 a month is what I'm creating. So there is a different level of responsibility there. And that can feel really heavy. That said, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I, I get really fulfilled by the work that I do from the business standpoint and also from the creative standpoint. So that that is equally important in all of this conversation of manifesting, which is like, I truly love this work. It feels incredibly like spiritual, like I'm, I'm doing my work in this world through every single word that I write and every single episode that I publish. And the enormous amount of things that happen behind the scenes in order to keep doing that and doing it better, as you know, like... This is a business. Mm-hmm. This is a massive business that I want to continue building for the good, right? And there's an enormous amount of things behind the scenes that are always happening in order to do that. And like the the 
there will always be ups and downs, right? There will always be, oh, shoot, I just got stopped in my tracks because freaking, you know, my yeah. emails, my entire business system just shut me down. Crap. Like, what <laughs> happens? Now, if you don't love this journey, you will crumble. And that's okay. Like, that happened to me in my past business. You will crumble. You will stop. You will reroute and go somewhere else. But if you yep. love and you will, and ideally find the next path that you will love. But if you love this journey uh, that you're on right now, you will figure it out. And what you want is inevitable. I really believe that. Oh, that's such a great note to end on. It's such a hopeful, amazing note. And we just have to remember that. And that can be a mantra too. Like everything that you want is inevitable. Everything that you are, everything you see yourself as is inevitable. I love that. I happen to have a meditation on that, I'm sure. <laughs> I think I, <laughs> I actually think I just wrote one for sleep meditation. I wrote, oh, I wrote one called Declare It Tonight. That is also a part of manifesting. Um, and I think I wrote one months ago that was just called, you know, your desires are inevitable or something like that. So yes, I, I'm, I'm there with you. Perfection. All right. So the website is womensmeditationnetwork.com. Of course, you're on all of the podcast players. You're also on Aura, Insight Timer, anywhere else where they can follow you, stalk you, get more into the world of Katie Kremitzos. Uh, you can follow me personally on Instagram, Katie Kremitzos. Perfect. Okay. K-R-I-M-I-T-S-O-S, in case you were wondering. <laughs> Katie, it has been such a pleasure. I'm so glad that you're in my world and we're able to have such amazing conversations with whatever's going on in the world, whatever's going on in my world and yours. And I think it's such a reflection of also what's going on with Food Heals Nation. So Food Heals Nation, I hope you enjoyed this conversation. And if you do nothing else, go download a couple of episodes of all of the podcasts. And I promise your life will just improve. <laughs> Allie, I love you. Thank you for this conversation and uh, keep doing what you're doing, girl, because you are putting so much good out into the world. Thank you. You too. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Side effects of this podcast may include increased health and vitality, thoughts of living longer, developing a more positive outlook on life. In rare cases, people have experienced a strong desire to put down the Ben and Jerry's, get off the couch, and take a walk outside. If you experience any of these symptoms, tell your Facebook friends immediately.